There's a new virus in the database. We have a zero bug attacking all login and all the way files. Run antivirus. Give me a systems display. Good day and welcome to this uh, episode of The Rising Cyber. Today's episode will be discussing the conflict, the war happening between Israel and Hamas and the cyber warfare that is going on with the misinformation and disinformation campaigns. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, threat groups uh, that are causing uh, chaos and talk some intelligence and some vulnerabilities affecting these campaigns and we'll go a little bit in depth of talking about some of the groups uh, or the main groups in this conflict. So let's get started. CyberCX Intelligence, an Australian cybersecurity company, stated that analysis of the activities of threat groups since Israel formally declared war on Hamas on the 8th of October had noted at least 30 groups ideologically aligned with Russia, Ukraine, India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh had shifted their messaging on social media. Saying Israel-Hamas war is likely to result in Australian organizations being targeted online by these motivated threat actors. These reports are based on chatter on certain known hacktivist groups and dark web rooms. So there aren't really or real indications in any shape, way or form and mostly unreliable sources. Primarily based on spreading a message of fear more than proper intelligence reporting. Australia is already under an enormous mirage of daily cyber attacks from the same group mentioned in the report. Even long before this conflict started, CyberCX mentioned Anonymous Sudan by name, which is believed to be a proxy of a state-sponsored group carrying these attacks, which claimed responsibility on the Australian Department of Home Affairs DDoS attack recently. More on DDoS attacks later. DDoS denial of service or distributed denial of service attacks. One group in particular we'll talk about regarding this conflict is Anon Ghost. Anon Ghost activities had been primarily involved defacing websites and anti-Western, anti-Israel, anti-Semitic messages. They produced numbers of malicious softwares designed to enable users to conduct their own cyber attack against their target of choice. In March 2015, Anon Ghost provided its grassroots supporters on social media tools enabling their script kiddies to initiate denial of service attacks. Two known Anon Ghost head figures, one goes by the handle of Mauritanian Attacker, a 35-year-old male from Mauritania who started his cybercriminal career with Team Poison and Z Company Hacking Crew. 
and Muhammad Nazmi, a Malaysian-based cybercriminal with Islamist radical views. This group claimed the alleged attack on the Israeli Red Alert missile warning platform. Researchers from the threat intelligence firm Group IV said that the, act the attackers exploited bugs in Red Alert system to intercept data, send spam messages to users, and possibly even send fake missile strike warnings. The Red Alert app has been targeted by hacktivists in the past, and Hamas itself has previously been accused of circulating malicious imposter versions of Israeli missile alert apps. Some threat actors such as ThreatSec haven't claimed any alliances or allegiances and are boosting about attacking both sides. In a message on their telegram, they said, and I quote, We don't like Israel, but we don't like war. So we have attacked Israel in the past. We now attack the Gaza region where many of the Hamas fighters are located. End quote. ThreatSec claiming responsibility on an attack that shut down nearly every server owned by Alphanet, which is one of the biggest ISPs, internet service providers in the Gaza Strip. Alphanet shared a statement in Arabic saying that communications were cut off due to the complete destruction of its headquarters, with no mention of any cyber attacks taking place. Having said that, there are so much disinformation happening, and even some groups such as Cyber Avengers, an Indian-based group, who are claiming they have stolen documents from the Israeli National Electricity Authority, are actually known for making up stuff and creating all sorts of misinformation and disinformation. Victoria Kivilevich, director of threat research at the Israeli cybersecurity firm Kila, says that while the hacktivist activity may add to the turmoil, she doesn't expect that it will significantly impact warfare on the ground, which I totally believe is the case. Data from Cloudflare shows signs of cyber attacks in the form of DDoS attacks impacting both Israel and Palestine, which is the favorite weapon or cyber weapon of choice in conflicts like this one. The main cyber threat for Australia remains from regional state-sponsored groups. As mentioned, hacktivist groups and state-sponsored ones are using more and more DDoS and DOS attacks. With vulnerabilities such as HTTP2, rapid reset attack, disclosed by Cloudflare, this issue led to unprecedented DOS attacks. An attacker will set an HTTP2 stream and immediately cancel it with a reset stream. This avoids limits on the number of streams accepted and can lead to CPU exhaustion on the server attempting to clean up the cancelled streams. This displays similar to sync flood attack, which is typical DOS technique, as HTTP2 often re-implements some of the TCP features, so it is no surprise to see similar vulnerabilities. 
This was the root cause of many of the recent DDoS attacks and has been patched in the latest October Microsoft patch Tuesday. Along with the Skype for Business, Elevation of Privileges and Microsoft WordPad Information Disclosure Vulnerability. More on HTTP2, just as basic information to know and it's good to know. HTTP2 was published in 2015, introducing HTTP streams, where multiple streams of requests could be set or sent to the same server using a single TCP connection. Unlike HTTP 1.1, pipelining each stream is independent on each other, so it doesn't affect any of the previous issues, in that HTTP 2 solved the headline blocking issue at the application layer 7, and introduced a push capability that allows servers to update clients whenever new data is available. Now there's a new uh, version as well which is HTTP 3 uh, published in 2020 using new protocol altogether called QUIC based on UDP instead of TCP as the underlying transport protocol. Quick main design characteristics were to enhance the Wi-Fi and mobile connection on smartphones using what is called as Quick Connection ID. That will be enough explaining about HTTP and uh, 2 and 3. Hopefully, you know, 3 will uh, mitigate all these risks anyway. But uh, it is, uh, you know, being adopted about 25% of applications uh, are using uh, this new one. Um, and I'm sure you have some issues with Quick uh, with your Chrome and some of your enterprise applications. Uh, so you have to disable it, but that would be the future moving forward anyway. Uh, that will be all for today's episode. I hope the information provided was a little bit informative and give you some insight on exactly how uh, cyber warfare conflicts happen and the, the effect and the groups and the hacktivists and all that combined in that chaos ecosystem uh, of what would that uh, reflect upon any nations, the economy uh, and so on. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Have a safe, wonderful day and uh, take care. Thank you. Rising Cyber by Chad Sally B.